You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. All right, Ben back with another episode. And today I want to focus on bum 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 spin to win. It's funny, spin to win is definitely one of these things that elicits an immediate reaction from people in e-commerce. There's people that absolutely love it, and there's people that absolutely despise it. It's actually a bit like Trumpism, oddly. I've seen tons of customers using spin to win. My personal take is that there's a few ways it can work really well for your store. First, let's look at the knock on spin to win It's a gamified form, right? So I think the knock is that you spend a bunch of time and money driving traffic to the store, and the first impression that you create looks like a lottery, right? Like, is that really the right approach? I get that. But the reasons people do love it is that it converts like crazy like really, really big numbers compared to normal email opt-in forms. So my take is that if you pair spin to win with very specific audiences, it can work really well for your brand. I'll call out two use cases today. One's a campaign from Death Wish Coffee. I love them. I have a ton of respect for that company, that brand. um, And I actually think they do a great job with site conversion. When I saw them running a spin to win, I thought it was super duper interesting. It was a simple campaign. It started really just with matching the look and feel of the spin wheel, even down to the text of the wheel slices with the voice and the look and feel of the Death Wish brand. It honestly felt like a native piece of the store, not a pop-up. Then for targeting, I noticed they were only targeting the wheel to a specific ad set they were running on Facebook. So this is traffic from a very targeted group coming from paid. For Death Wish, they were able to turn those visitors into thousands of subscribers and then follow up through email, as opposed to paying for that traffic and letting them leave without building the relationship. So not all new visitors saw the wheel, just that specific group. And that's the key. In in this campaign, I thought it worked really well because of the look and feel of the display, as well as the targeting. Another great spin wheel example comes from Jeremy at Zutano. What's up, Jeremy? He's a good friend. They've never done spin wheels for new traffic, but what they have done is use the wheel to drive repeat sales during off-season. So they launch their spin wheel, but actually hide it from all of their website traffic. Instead, they send a newsletter out to their VIP customer list, the most loyal people who have purchased the most, with a link back to the site. And when the customer clicks the link back to the site, only that customer or anyone from that email is presented with the spin to win campaign. So it's a reward for loyalty. They let these customers spin the wheel for a chance at a prize or a coupon or a giveaway or whatever it is. And that's been a huge way for them to increase the number of orders from existing customers, which we all know is key to building a thriving store. So you pair the challenge of slow season with driving repeat customers, and that's a winning marketing campaign. 
When we hear about the knocks on spin wheels, it's really in the context of showing a spin to win to brand new visitors with zero targeting to people that literally have no other context about your brand aside from the wheel. So in that sense, I totally agree. But hopefully these two examples, both things that you could totally set up today, help showcase when and where spin to win can actually be really powerful. Personally, I love the idea of using it for repeat sales. It's not something I see a ton of stores doing. It's fun. It brings customers back to the site in a lighthearted way. And hey, maybe these are people that wouldn't have come back otherwise. So you just got to win. Spin to win. Love it. Hate it. Let me know. And I'll see you next time.